Welcome to episode 25, Give Yourself Permission. All right, I'm going to take permission. I'm going to take permission to celebrate. Woohoo! We have made it to episode 25 of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast and CraigAncel.com website. Thank you so much to all our faithful listeners out there. And we've extended the time our survey is available to podcast listeners. Please go ahead and look in the show notes, click the survey link. You can have a chance to win a $20 Amazon gift card. If your podcast player doesn't have show notes, don't worry. You can go to our website, craigansell.com, and the survey's there too. Good luck. This is the Career Growth Made Easy podcast, and I'm your host, Craig Ansell. When I say give yourself permission, today's show title, I mean give yourself permission to act. There's an old saying out there, better to ask forgiveness than ask permission. I think what it means is step up and take action. However, I think that's easier said than done. If we're going to give ourselves permission to act, are there better parts of the day to make that decision? And what if emotions come into play and we're nervous or afraid to do so? With all that against us, maybe it's just easier to stay in reactive mode. You know, go about our daily activities somewhat on autopilot. Show up or log into work, especially now with many of us using remote locations due to COVID. We'd read and respond to our emails. Maybe check our calendars for meetings we're scheduled to attend. But what happens when we face a challenge? Something out of the norm happens. Do we archive that troublesome email? Save that concerning voicemail for later playback? Meaning, there's a limit to our willingness to take action. And in many cases, it stems from our confidence with decision-making. Or should I say, lack of confidence with decision-making. You know... Early on in my career, there's something that I struggled with, so I'm going to go ahead and share it with you if that's all right, because if it helps you, then we're in good shape. I think I struggled with the confidence during meetings, when I was hosting or running the meetings, and taking meeting minutes, the notes for the meeting. Many times they're followed by action items or action item logs. It's to hold people accountable so that you know who to assign it to, what to assign, and give them a due date. That's a pretty good set of meeting minutes and action items. However, where I struggled was with self-assignment. People would bring up challenges, or people would bring up issues, comments, complaints, or uncertainties about a project or program we were working on. And I didn't hear any volunteers on the meeting, nor did I ask, actually. So I ended up suffering by self-assigning most of the meeting action items to me. In some cases, I was actually the meeting host, and I should have been using the people that I gathered together, my support network, my group, the subject matter experts, to help me resolve the matter. And in fact, what I was doing was delaying getting the answers by just assigning actions to me so I'd have to follow several of those people independently outside. So emotions, possibly fear in some cases, can play a big role, and I'm just suggesting you watch out for that. Thankfully, I've overcome that, but I didn't initially recognize it, and it was a painful lesson to learn. That reminds me of a book I read in the past by Andy Andrews called The Seven Decisions, 
And in a particular section, he talks about the fact you must be perceptive enough to know when something isn't going to work. When that something or that approach is not working, you have to learn to switch gears. Meaning, don't get hooked on failure. Jump off the track and take a different train. In a prior episode, number 23, we talked about decision fatigue. There's actually certain parts of the day that you have higher energy levels that can help you make decisions more wisely. We also talked about the fact that there's two types of fear of failure, both internal and external. Go back and listen to that if you're interested. Luckily, many companies clearly define their employees' decision-making power, especially for those in management roles. They do this through a process called LOA, or Limits of Authority. The Limit of Authority basically defines the financial authority someone has the spending power that they have. The higher up that person is in the food chain, the more authority they have. To visualize this, we can use a pyramid. Think of a pyramid as having five levels, the bottom, the ground floor being the widest. The bottom level represents room for the most employees, typically working level team members or producers. The next level above those, the producers, contains the supervisor or next-level management. Each additional level up, the pyramid's width decreases, and with that, the headcount does. And as we go up the pyramid, so does the managerial level, along with their limit of authority. Eventually, we reach the top, the peak. It's the president or owner of the business who usually has the ultimate decision-making power. So in these examples, the employee's authority is clearly defined. But the ability to take action is based on the ability to make decisions. With today's podcast title, Give Yourself Permission, I'm talking about permission to act. The permission to act comes from the ability to make good choices. When I think back to my starting days at a new job, the amount of questions I had and requests for permission were pretty high. As time went on, I became familiar with my tasks, my roles, and I started to complete them without question, without request for permission. But then an unexpected situation came up. The colleague responsible providing data to me so that I could complete my report on time, well, they didn't come through. This put me in a bad spot. I remember speaking to my manager about this to inform him I was going to miss my deadline and I had to request a revised due date. His advice was to contact the colleague to better understand the issue and arrange a new commitment date. You can imagine I sure didn't feel good informing my manager and I certainly didn't feel like contacting my colleague, but I got through it. We arranged a new due date, which they met, and I completed my assignment with a revised due date. The point here was that I was reactive. I waited for something to happen, and then I was forced to take action. In fact, by waiting to the last minute to learn my colleague was not ready to provide that data, it poorly reflected on me. I took time to inform my manager, request more time, and then contact the colleague to resolve the matter. 
This was a lesson learned for me earlier on in my career. Perhaps you have had something like this happen to you. In fact, there's a quote from famous author and speaker Stephen Covey. He says, I'm not a product of my circumstances. I'm a product of my decisions. So going forward, I took my own advice and I've given myself permission to act. I've decided I didn't want to be in that position of letting someone down again, let alone it being my boss. So that means I contacted colleagues of future assignments in advance of the due date, and I checked in on progress. I wanted to give them every chance to hit their target dates so that I in turn would hit mine and I would have the best chance at a successful outcome. So in this example, I moved from reactive to proactive. I'm actually smiling because this made me think of something from the famous Broadway play Hamilton, where Aaron Burr has a song and it's titled Wait For It. I think it's something like he's in control, just waiting for the right moment. So I ask you, what are you waiting for? I think you can see this was a small growth step for me earlier on in my career, but it highlights an important fact. If there's something coming up, a due date, a deadline for you, and others are responsible providing you some type of support, data, information, I don't know, a component that you need to perform your next task or next um, work assignment, go ahead and contact them in advance because if you can help them be successful, it will help you be successful. And those that are proactive will eventually be seen by management and might improve your chances for promotion or growth in the role you're at. In fact, if you have a troubling situation that you feel is brewing, you might want to check in with your manager in advance and rather than ask what would they do, come up with some suggestions and say, here's what I'm considering doing. I'd like your feedback before I take action. What that will do is let your manager know that you're thinking outside the box, you're thinking forward, and you're looking to resolve matters rather than seek their suggestions directly. As we close out episode 25, don't forget, we have our podcast listener survey out there. You can click the link in the show notes or visit our website, craigansell.com, and the survey's there to take. You have a chance to win a $20 Amazon gift card, and it will really help us out. No, the episodes you like, eh, those you didn't like that much, and some areas we might be able to improve and serve you better. Have a wonderful day, and good luck on that survey.